and welcome to livealittlehigher.com. This week, Wednesday night, is Rosh Chodesh Elul. It's a very special Rosh Chodesh. It, we're, it's the last month of the, of the calendar, of the Jewish calendar, and it's a beautiful month of introspection, of, um, it's a full of opportunity to build the new year that's gonna come for us. The energy is an energy of renewal, of teshuva, of love, love is in the air, and mercy and compassion from God. And we should not uh, throw it away. We should really take advantage of it. And uh, I say it every year, it's like we're going on a trip. Last year we didn't even know what trip we were gonna get into. And this, this month of Elul really is a month in which we pack that, that, that luggage we're gonna need for the rest of the year. It's, it's, we need to, to pack strength and faith and love and respect and tolerance and all these things that are going to be needed for the rest of the year are the, the things that we pack in that, in, that, um, in that luggage. So this week's parasha, and it's interesting, I'm going to talk about a little bit about the parasha because it's so connected to the month of Elul. This week's parasha of Shoftim talks about three cities, three refuge cities. It says you shall separate for yourselves three cities. Each city will then, will be then be for any murderer to, fl to flee there. So these three cities were, um, were given to the Levim, to the, to the tribe of Levi. They were refugee cities and what does it mean like if a person would kill somebody unintentionally he didn't he was not a murderer he was not a person that was gonna go and, and kill somebody because he wants to kill somebody but let's say you you were you were cleaning your 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 balcony and suddenly something fell off and someone was going in the street and it fell on his head and he died this is what it's called an unintentional, unintentional, uh, unintentional uh, murder. This person that died, obviously the family would be very upset and they would want to uh, get retribution from this other person. So what they would do is they would send this unintentional murderer to one of these refuge cities and he would be there for the time that the Kohen Gadol lived. It could be six months, one year, a hundred years, whatever the Kohen Gadol of the time, uh, until he was he died, and he would go to this to this city. So the unintentional murder is is really not innocent because he killed somebody. He has to pay for his crime, and he's guilty of a of criminal negligence. So <clears throat> the question is here really is that the person that died had to die. He had to die. He was gonna die anyways. But the person that killed him unintentionally, Hashem, why did Hashem make it that it should be through him? That's the question. What does he have to learn? What does he have to, to outgrow? How, what does he have to correct within himself that Hashem uh, used him as an instrument for that other person's death? So. We see here that, uh, that he's guilty of negligence, but for his sake, God commanded that the cities of refuge should be established in the Holy Land, and the cities to serve both as a haven and as a place of, of, of punitive exile, cities in which he's banished to atone for his deed, 
as well as to rebuild his, his, his life anew. So these cities of refuge were a place where he had to do Teshuvah. That's where he, what he went to do there. He went to, to introspect on himself, to, make a, to become a master of accountant, to see his life, to see his values, what he's thinking about, where, what he's doing, to look inside what's, what's not right within me that needs to be uh, fixed. And, uh, and that's what it was. It was a haven because first of all, he was saved from, from death, from the other family's uh, anger. And on the other hand, it was a place where he was uh, rehabilitated, let's say, to be able to start a new life. So there, these, uh, these cities of refuge, they're, they're, they existed in space. And uh, it was in the times of the temple and the Mishkan that these cities existed in the land of Israel. But there's also the city of refuge in time. And Elul actually is one of these cities of refuge. And, uh, and, the, and we see here that the, that the month of, of, the, of, of, of Elul, this last month of the Jewish calendar, eh, which leads to the days of awe, of Rosh Hashanah, Yom Kippur, which are days of awe. It's a preparation for these days. Uh, it says, I shall establish for you a place to which you can flee. And, uh, and this, this verse uh, has the Aleph, the Lamed, the Vab, and the Lamed, which allude to the month of Elul. It's an acronym of the month of Elul. Uh, according to Rabbi Isaac Luria. So every transgression against the will of Hashem is by definition an act of inadvertent uh, murder. When we do something that goes against Hashem's will, it's like we're, we're murdering because we're violating the essence of the raison of etre of our existence. We're, we're violating the reason for which we were created. This is when a, when a Jew doesn't keep Shabbat, eats pork, eats shrimp, um, transgresses in business, uh, hits his wife, does all these things that are really against the Torah, in reality is like if you're murdering the, the reason of your existence. So we are inherently and intrinsically good. This is a premise of, of Jewish thought that we are, in essence, we are good. We are good because in essence, we have a spark of Hashem within ourselves. It's, it's good. And that's why we're able to do Teshuvah because Teshuvah really means to return. It's to return to that place of goodness, to go back to who you really are. So, so from... So all evil deeds result only from a lapse of awareness of one's true will and true, true reason of existence. And as our sages say, a person does not sin unless a spirit of folly enters him. A person does not sin unless a stupidity, a, a, a demon enters his head. So the 29 days of Elul offer an island in time is a safe space for introspection, is a place where we can make a self-assessment. It's like a accounting time. It's a time for atonement and rehabilitation. And the king is in the field. This is a beautiful month. Every, all year round, the king is in his palace. He's in his 
throne, in the, in the upper chamber. And so to be able to get close to Hashem, we have to put on more effort. Uh, because not because God is not accessible because Hashem is always there you just have to call him and like that song um, if you ever need a friend just call me and I'll be there he's there you call God he's there sometimes we feel he's not but he's there but during the year uh, we have to do more to be able to connect to God it's not so so it doesn't come so easy but during this month of Elul the beauty is is that Hashem gets out of his palace and he's right there like you don't have to do anything to connect to Hashem he's right there you just have to call out his name that's it so Rabbi Shinyur Salman of Yadi the Alter Rebbe he has a metaphor and he says that all year round the king is in the in the royal palace and this is um, this is compared to Shabbat so Shabbat is a day of the week in which we connect to, to, to Hashem in a much uh, in a it's a spiritual day so it's one once a week and we have to wait a whole week to be able to come to the palace but the, the, the however during the month of Elul he comes into the work day he comes like into the other six days of the of the of the week and um, and we're much more aware of God during this month. And that's why we are closer to him. It's not because he's not close to us. It's because we are closer to him. So he goes to the, to the field and he's easier to approach. And you can come in your pajamas. You can come as a simple person. You, you don't need to dress up and, 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 and uh, cook a fabulous Shabbos meal and go to shul for hours. No, you just approach him in the field. So, um, and so in the field is where we come face to face with him. And we also come face to face with our wrongdoings. We realize the immense love and hope that the king has for us. And, uh, and it's there and then that a deep remorse creeps inside of us, telling us you are uh, be better than this. You are better than this. Hashem made you because he believes in you. He, he invested in you because he believes in you. He has a job for you. So, so we see here, and this is the feeling of the month of Elul. That's why it says, Ani le dodi ve dodi li. I am for my beloved and my beloved is for me, which is also an acronym of the month of Elul. And it is, Ani le dodi, I am for my beloved. It's you arousing your, your love for Hashem. You are the one that is reaching out. Ani le dodi ve dodi li and my beloved is to me. And so I, I reach out to God and Hashem reaches out to me. So here we see that you are, that Hashem is telling us this month, I trust you, I believe in you, you're better than what you are today, you're much more than this. And then we resolve to clean our, our mess, we resolve to clean our mess and stand straight and say, I'm ready to change my way and connect to the truth and our holy essence, which is part of God. So the, one of the ways that, that we connect to God, that we do Teshuvah, the, the words of the word Teshuvah uh, is an acronym for Tamim, Tamim, which I thought this week also is connected to the parasha, 
Eh, tamim is to be wholehearted and sincere and straightforward with, with Hashem. That we should always be genuine with God and have simple faith. Uh, the word tamim comes from the word tam, which is simple, but it doesn't mean foolish. It means genuine and straightforward and a person that doesn't need a lot to be happy and to, and to, and to be content. And it's a person that is straightforward with God. And then it says, Shiviti, I have set God before me always. Hashem is always in front of me. When I have things in my life that I have to make a decision, always ask yourself, is this going to get me closer to God or is this going to take me away from God? I always want to have him in front of me. So always have God in your mind. And then you have the Ahavta, which is love your fellow like yourself. And that's a, a very important mitzvah, a commandment of the Torah. We say it every day before we start praying because really... Uh, the relationship we, ha we have with others is the, really the relationship we, ha we have with God. And we have to love ourselves to be able to have a healthy relationship with Hashem and with other people. And behold means know Him in all your ways. What it means is that know Hashem, know His Torah, it's His wisdom and His will. Learn. Learn what God wants for you. Learn what He wants for, for the world. And go in his ways. Go. Know him in all your ways. So if you act kindly, how is kindly? What does it mean kindly? What is kindness? And so we learn from the Torah, from the sto uh, stories of our patriarchs. We know what kindness means. So then the last one is Hatzneia, which means walk discreetly with your God, modestly. Don't be proud, don't be haughty, be be sneers, be, 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 you know, modest. You do good things, no, nobody needs to know. You keep them to yourself, you and Hashem, it's your relationship with Him. Nobody else needs to know. You do your thing, do it quietly, modestly, simple, like, like effortless. Don't be a complainer. Uh, do everything with love, with joy, and walk, walk discreetly with your God. So these this, um, this, uh, five ideas of Teshuvah really will get you where you need to be. And um, I really wish you from the bottom of my heart that uh, you use this, this month auspiciously, that you take advantage of it, work. I know that the last months have been a lot of work on everybody. It's been a lot of changes and a lot of growing and a lot of sweating and suffering for many people. And um, maybe we all did Teshuvah already, I don't know, but there's always something more, something more that we can uh, do better. Also, I always recommend that you take one new mitzvah every year. One little new thing, one thing that you know you can do. If you don't say the Shema, say, start saying Shema once a day. If you don't light Shabbat candles, start lighting Shabbat candles. If you don't do Kiddush on Friday night, start doing Kiddush on Friday night. If you don't put on your tefillin, what a great time to start. Like, get one thing, one thing in your life that you're going to do for God, that you're going to do so you can be more connected with Him, that you can be more, uh, have a better relationship. It's, it's, he, he loves you. But you need two to tango. A relationship is not one-way street. It needs to be, it needs to be leveled. As, as I said in another class, a relationship is as strong as the, as, the, as the one that gives the least. 
So if a person gives a hundred and the other one gives zero, the relationship is zero. It's not gonna be 80 or 50 or nothing. It's gonna be zero. So, so start working on your relationship with Hashem. And so we, we see here that, the, that we, we, we begin wishing each other on this month also that we should be, that every time you greet someone, you should say, may you be inscribed and sealed for a good year. And, uh, and um, we, it's a custom that we should listen to the shofar every day because the shofar is really an alarm. It's, it's awakening the soul, it's, it's uh, empowering it to, to, to change, to do teshuva. And, um, and uh, the other thing that is important during this month is that you, that you, that you do more mitzvahs in general. Give tzedakah every day, even if it's 25 cents in a, in a, in a tzedakah box. Uh, there's so many hungry people right now. Uh, any rabbi would be happy to receive donations because they're feeding complete communities and um, or sent to Israel. They need also uh, pray a little more this month. Start doing some tehillim. Do a little prayer. Anything you do this month will be in your favor. And people sometimes ask me, Margie, isn't it a hypocrite that I do all these things during the month of Elul and then the, the year comes in and I drop half of them or more than half of them? And I say, no, it's not a hypocrite because really when you're doing these things, this is who you really are. This is your, your true self. You're living with your true self. The rest of the year, you're a hypocrite. But on the month of Elul, you're living with your true self. So I wish you a blessed month. And remember, live a little higher. Thank you.